Welcome to Exponential Trust Times, the unique AI channel of trust that creates bridges between AI experts and tech enthusiasts. I'm Dr. Lubna Kari, Executive AI Business Leader and Digital Transformer at Fortune 500 and CAD 40 for more than two decades and the President of AI Exponential Thinker. Within our innovative concept, Share the Stage, we received questions from the audience to offer a fair opportunity to connect and meet personally our guests. So let's listen to our guests in this special moment of authenticity. Executive Exponential Leader is an innovative podcast that invites C-suite leaders from different countries and sectors, sharing with our audience a journey full of, of incredible experiences, exponential potential, and insightful vision about a sustainable future in times of exponential technology. And today, our guest is Dr. Ambika Rajakopal, Group Chief Artificial Intelligence Officer at Michelin, international speaker, and one of the 50 AI leaders in India for 2021. Welcome, Ambika, to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lobna. It's, it's, it's a great pleasure. Um, and as, as we a little bit discussed it before, so it's a sort of couple stages where we will address different topics and we will stop in one stage to answer to a couple questions from our audience as well. So let's jump on. So you have held, you have held multiple leadership roles in your career in great company like RMS, Cumming, and from 2020 at Michelin. So your universe is fully in technology, innovation, and AI across many industries and sectors. So Ambika, if you have to pick up three magic moments in such exponential journey, what will be this moment? Three magical moments, that's, uh, you know, that's, uh... Um, that's an interesting way to, to think about it. Uh, um, I think, uh, you know, so the first one, I don't know whether it's a, it's a moment, but, uh, uh, you know, certainly from the, you know, from the length of time, I would say, you know, we are experiencing a moment uh, in the history of AI overall. You know, AI as a term was coined in uh, in 1951, so it's it's very very recent. Uh, but you know, it's uh, as they say, it's a technology that has uh, uh, you know that has that has grown slowly, and then it's you know suddenly escalating you know to a to an extent that uh, you know that is hard to believe. Um, so for me, this has been you know that my career has coincided uh, with this uh, magical moment uh, in the history of uh, AI has really been uh, my privilege. Um, you know, so I, that's the first uh, magical moment uh, that I would I would call out because uh, you know it has enabled me uh, you know to to uh, combine together uh, you know what is my passion together with a very uh, satisfying uh, career. Uh, I would say the the and which brings me to the second the second magical moment I think was uh, um, you know when as uh, you know at 16 I decided to uh, you know to to start on a PA, on a career in mathematics I said you know this is just what I wanted to do and uh, at that time um, you know it was purely a theoretical mathematics uh, uh, and it and I spent many many years uh, very beautiful years. 
thinking about uh, theoretical mathematics, uh, you know, and, and of course, uh, you know, my PhD was entirely in in theoretical mathematics, uh, and that brings me to the you know to the to the third uh, mag magical moment, um, which was uh, when I you know when I was in a class on uh, you know computational finance, uh, and a few years after that, when I was working in the financial industry, um, you know, as a quantitative modeler, and I suddenly began to see you know the power of um, um, of mathematics uh, plus technology. Um, you know, we we use we we I would say you know we throw around the term you know democratizing insights. Uh, you know, it's become a catchphrase. We say it very casually, um, but I experienced it in a very visceral and a fundamental way. Um, you know, it it suddenly uh, struck me. Uh, why can it? Why is it not possible? You know, to understand. Uh, more deeply your own business. Why is it so difficult for a CEO, you know, to understand the future, what the future scenarios of their business would be uh, so easily? And of course, the answer was partly in mathematical modeling and partly in in technology, in the growth of uh, computation, you know, making computation cheaper. So the entire you know big data stack uh, and. Um, <clears throat> And I would say my entire career after that magical moment uh, has been, uh, you know, enabling companies to be, to in fact, uh, make that happen. Um, and of course, uh, you know, that has been through yeah. It's great. Three magic moments where almost of them are in part of education as well, learning and cheering and yeah, and trying to, 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 to design this future, right? That we are living now in, in it. Yes, I think it's you know it's um, um, it, it's it's very gratifying to uh, to feel that um, you know that uh, you know th there is a uh, part that we all have to pay play and the, even a conversation uh, such as this uh, Lobna uh, adds to how we are thinking about AI, uh, how we are choosing to direct this technology to grow. Because you know it has immense power, and uh, we all play a part in uh, where it will go, how it will be used by humanity, what kind of uh, you know initiatives uh, will it really, uh, what kind of uh, you know will it really empower? You know this this is up to us. So you know from an education perspective, um, you know of course a, a large part of my my um, the entire first part of my you know working life, uh, I started as a as a as a you know TA in Purdue University teaching students uh, mathematics you know from then to uh, to today where a large part of the role that i have is to bring awareness uh, you know to this technology it is not very well understood because of course it is in its uh, number one it you know suddenly became very powerful uh, and number two is that it is not very well understood uh, as yet you know so uh, you know throwing light on it and throwing light on what we can do with it as i said it is a choice uh, you know we it doesn't all have to be uh, serving uh, you know certain kinds of uh, certain kinds of industries or finance or you know profit or commercial industry or anything you know it can actually be all of those and much more and you know education around those choices that they exist that we are we are all can help to make them is of course uh, you know a part of my role and something i enjoy very much so it's a very very easy transition to me uh, for the second topic uh, Ambika. let's talk about a little bit technology transparency and trust and you said it's yeah. a choice from your yeah. experience in the data science for more than two decades and and particularly from your perspective let's say how can we build transparent and trust technology and 
what are the most, most exciting AI projects that you can share with our audience here today? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, uh, just earlier today, I was having a conversation internally, you know, on the <clears throat> on the use of AI um, um, in, let's say, uh, to to understand, uh, you know, to understand HR better, uh, to to make our, uh, you know, to to make make our make our HR uh, colleagues, uh, you know, be be more um, in touch with the employees, with the folks they are interacting with, help them to plan out, uh, you know, their uh, future actions uh, better. And of course, you know, we are already doing quite a bit in this uh, in this area with AI in the area of HR analytics, people uh, people analytics in AI in uh, in Michelin. Um, but a question came up: Well, you know, what about bias? Um, uh, you know, and the and the thought process, uh, you know, in general is that you know the uh, AI is mostly is about prediction. Uh, you know, so it will it predicts a few things. So, so for example, if you ask an AI engine to predict, uh, you know, the future career success of, uh, or, you know, just given the data without much uh, introspection, uh, it is like that uh, such an engine will give a lower chance of of uh, of, uh, of success uh, to uh, you know to certain dimensions of uh, diversity uh, like uh, let's say women um, you know it could and, and that's because it was you know it is trained on historical data however i think what is a deeper point and important to understand to come to your view of how do we you know really make it about uh, you know understanding what's going on is that in order for ai to make a prediction it means that 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 model contains within it what made that prediction possible so in fact the you know but there are methods now which are in the process of explainable ai in the process of you know causality and so on which have become really really important in the recent years it's possible to in fact go and see why is it predicting from what areas what conditions in fact in the example that i gave was making it less successful for a certain dimensions of, of diversity so it allows us to in fact understand the process so we you can always you know not follow the predictions but you can use the ai as a very very powerful tool to understand you know what's going on in the underlying process in a way that was not previously possible before uh, so i think this kind of deeper understanding of what ai gives beyond just you know yes or no this will happen or it will not in the future is uh, you know is 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 really um, uh, possible um i think the in the same uh, and the example you asked me for a say of on an example on on the michelin side the one i'd like to talk about is uh, you know we have we have a, a Michelin Group uh, a company that is, uh, you know, that is that is looking at ways in which uh, you know we can have uh, of safer mobility, so we can have you know safer roads uh, um, uh, for, for us, and we have uh, uh, understandings with um, you know, we have an understanding with various companies where we collect data, we add our own expertise, and we are really able to give insights, uh, you know, on where roads might be getting more dangerous. They might be, you know. Uh, becoming a, a, a liability and we are able to predict this uh, through our mobility intelligence and that is something you know we are very excited about it's impressive um uh, and just a quite reminder to our audience that uh, back to 2020 we built uh, a specific podcast named the ai deal of trust and the particular target of this is to create more awareness uh, yeah. about uh, trusted ai and as you mentioned clearly it's a long journey, right? And we need to be very vigilant about all the details when it comes to explainability, but also bias and inclusion and diversity and many other aspects. 
uh, on, yes. on that. And you, you mentioned very clearly. So the third topic for today is AI challenge beyond the hype. So in many data science talk, we noted the following statement that 80% of data science projects never go to production. So from a general perspective, and, and you know better than me, is it true that most AI projects fail? And how you perceive the main issue between data governance, data quality, and you know it's a very large topic, right? With a lot yes. of aspects that we were, we are very um, vigilant about creating the structure, the framework, the setup, and everything around. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I, I will uh, refer in this uh, question back, uh, Lobna, to, um, you know, to, to what, what I said earlier, where, you know, you can, uh, you can say, okay, the outcome is that, you know, 80% AI projects fail, uh, you know, but in looking at this, you get a deeper understanding of the process. Why are these projects failing? Um, so now, as, you know, why are these projects failing? So, you know, let's, let's go through a few things that makes, um, that can make, uh, you know, AI, AI projects such uh, Challenging. The first and foremost is that uh, AI uh, is a cross-functional. Um, you know, it, it really asks that there is a uh, you know the, the team that's conducting or or uh, you know uh, building an AI model and AI project, you know, within a company, it has to have people from many, many different understandings representing many, many different uh, perspectives. And this is quite different, you know, from the uh, you know more uh, traditional hierarchical team. You know that's working working on the project. Uh, uh, plus, it requires the data scientists, uh, the data engineers, to get a fairly detailed understanding of the business process, and the business folks to get a detailed understanding on the on the technology side. Because after all, what we are trying to do is we are trying to take what is a detail, what is a intelligence about the business process you know on the business side and put it into a mathematical uh, model you know so this can be a, a difficult uh, process uh, if it is not uh, planned well enough um, the second part is that uh, you know the AI infrastructure I think there is not enough importance that is given uh, when when companies are starting up with their AI uh, CUEs and AI practices to setting up good AI infrastructure what I mean by good AI infrastructure is you know, state not a specific tool. There is a there is a choice of a number of tools available uh, in the market, but to really go the whole, you know, to integrate the entire so in, entire uh, link, uh, all the links around the tool. So it should be possible for a data scientist to be able to access data, to be able to build models on the data, to experiment, to share his or her code, to be able to you know, get opinions from other data scientists on her code, you know, and to be able to put that model into production, make it something that is in fact usable by business users. Now, this entire process that I just described you know, requires integration between many technical components. Uh, and that is what I mean by good AI infrastructure. And without this, what happens is that without a stress to get this available, what happens is that a lot of data scientists build the POC somehow, but after that, you know, things slow down. You know, that is what we typically see. Uh, the last part I would like to highlight, of course, is a lack of trust in the technology itself. Um, you know, and for this, I think education, education, communication, communication is the key, uh, but also an education for data scientists on how to communicate about AI. 
how Very to communicate point. technical results uh, in a way that generates uh, trust and empathy all around. I cannot stress this more. Digital transformation is about empathy. And finally, you know, teams that empathize with each other are the ones that, you know, build uh, successful applications. Finally, I will say, no, I don't think the hit rate is as bad as just 20%. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> you know, Ambika, I, 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 can't, I can't agree more, right? You, 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 you synthesize very clearly uh, the different points and I will stop at least at one or two points very, 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 very fast. The last one that you mentioned um, about data scientists and empath empathizes and, and being, let's say, uh, uh, having this ability to talk about their technology, to share it with the functional teams, you know, and the people who are coming from business perspective, it's very important today. And then probably it's uh, it's one of them that we need to work more on today yes. because it's not only about technology, it's about people. At the end, the outcome, it will be used by talented people from businesses who will achieve some target, right? About growth yes. and you know performance and productivity and so on. So if they are just focusing on technology and we are the best one, right? Uh, without knowing how to share this part of of, yes. of, of of technology and 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 perspective, there is no sense, right? And there is a rejection. Yes. There is a rejection yes. from the business. So it's very Absolutely. good point. This one. Yeah, and and it's a you know it's something that uh, the uh, uh, digital transformation and uh, IT teams at uh, Michelin we take it very seriously, you know, because ultimately. Um, you know, we are not the one who are changing the way we are doing our everyday business. We are asking our business uh, partners, you know, our, uh, you know, our friends and colleagues, uh, you know, to change the way that they are doing it today. And so, you know, we have to be very empathetic, uh, as well as very respectful, um, you know, of their, um, you know, of their uh, um, ability to actually handle this change. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and in, in Michelin, given our very strong uh, you know, technical uh, uh, technical bent. The company, of course, uh, has 130 years of a very strong, you know, R&D driven, um, you know, uh, and science driven, technology driven uh, history. Uh, skepticism is normal. Uh, you know, so is it really going to work? Does it really work? Does it work in every circumstance? What do we do if it doesn't work? These are questions that digital transformation and IT teams, you know, at Michelin, we take it take it very seriously. We take it as our responsibility, in fact, uh, you know, to answer these, uh, to convince ourselves as well as to convince uh, our, our stakeholders. Because as I said, at the core of it, uh, uh, you know, is the ability to work together in cross-functional teams uh, in a way that is, you know, really bringing, uh, uh, bringing benefits uh, to, to, to our internal processes and to our customers, uh, to people, planet. And, and, and business leaders generally need to be uh, recognized as well and understood, both of them. Yes, yes. And, and once they, one of them is not, is not fulfilled, unfortunately, they will not, uh, you know, uh, get involved. And it's all about their knowledge at the end of the day. If we yes. want to change the process and to improve it and to build even a new business model, it's mainly about their knowledge, right? So we need to, to put them in the right context with confidence, with empathy, and particularly with, emp with empowerment tools, right? That Absolutely. bring to them all this uh, equation to, to, to have this ability to say, okay, maybe this topic or this project is not the best one, 
but it's fine. We did it, we experimented, but I have another one that is more interesting for our business and give them yeah. you know, the ability to propose. It's a long process as well. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, I absolutely uh, agree with you. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned a challenge before and here's, here's my challenge, right? So every time you build an AI model and you put it in the hand of your business stakeholders, uh, try to also give them an ability to interrogate the model to understand why. So they should be able to, in the app you give them, which gives the predictions, can you also build the functionality for them to ask, but why did you predict what you have predicted? You know, what does it tell me? And, you know, and in this way, as they, so exactly what you said, that empowerment, because, you know, this ability to be able to own, you know, the model, uh, own the, um, the answers from the model will only come once our business stakeholders, we give them, you know, the power uh, through technology to be able to ask and answer these, these questions, you know, by themselves. And um, with that, of course, you know, will come adoption and so on. We are not quite there yet. I think from a technology perspective, perspective but it's a challenge yeah you know the best moment for me uh, particularly in when i work with uh, in a in daily basis with business leaders uh, across different industry it's one when they come back after one project or two and they start proposing yes. you know project an idea and particularly yes. sometimes it's <laughs> it's a sort of science fiction even and i said oh it means it's, you know it means they they come back and they start proposing something yes. that probably, from our perspective, we see a big challenge. And sometimes even, yes. you know, we need to put a little, little more R&D on it or whatever, think about different technology. And this is the moment of ma the magic moment for me. It's, oh, wow. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Probably you see a lot of examples like those one. And this is the moment that are very rewarding from my perspective. Absolutely, absolutely. I had a, you know, uh, in uh, um, uh, one of my uh, previous roles, uh, there was a, we had a gentleman who was the, the head of quality, you know, and it was a, uh, a of a production line. And, uh, you know, we wanted to introduce a, um, a model that would, uh, you know, help cut some of the losses that were being seen on the line. And, uh, you know, this person had, had been on that line for 15 years. And, you know, I had been with the company, uh, you, know, uh, <laughs> you know, 15 months or something like this at that time. And he said, you know what, you know, and we said, but, but you know, the seat we, we managed to you know convince um, the CTO and so on and you know he said okay let's try it out for three months and then of course uh, you know we could prove that uh, it worked and so on and then uh, six months later you know he called me and said uh, I think your methods of machine learning will work in this other area this problem looks the same and uh, yes I mean you talked about magical moments it was a real thrill because you know this so AI is not something that you know can just be uh, taken uh, as a product or something you know that is grown outside a company and brought in. There is very small amount of AI for which that have been generalized to that extent. In fact, AI is for every company about being able to model their own internal processes, their own right. business processes which means that you know, this kind of buy-in, the magical moments that you talked about that I have experienced, if those don't come along, then you know, this joint understanding of what AI means you know, for Michelin, for any other company is, is not going to, going to happen. Um, you know, and, and in, at, uh, so it, at Michelin, we put a huge uh, stress on building the community. 
around AI. So we, we in fact, uh, last couple of years, one of our focuses has been to build that community of AI practitioners as well as business stakeholders who have, you know, gone through this journey, who are understanding AI. And it keeps the, you know, we, we are a niche community in a very large company. And, uh, but, uh, you know, we truly believe that that's the way to, to you know, to really get things going. Great. Um, Ambika, in our podcast, we create um, a new concept name, Chair the Stage, where we open the debate to our audience and receive questions from them. So the first question is coming from Arich, 14 years from Canada, and she asked it. The tech area is a huge potential of opportunity for us as young women. From your perspective, why girls are not interested to code? And the second part of her question, do you think that pushing girls to code is the right approach to invite them in tech careers? <laughs> so uh, I think, uh, you know, um, whether it's the right approach or the wrong approach, I don't, I think history, history as uh, history and generation after generation, pushing, uh, you know, young people to do anything is a, a fruitless uh, exercise. It's a pointless exercise. Good point. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> Good point to start. Has- yeah, anybody who has children will tell you that. True. You don't want to be poor. You don't want them to do something. You know, to push them towards it. They definitely, you know, uh, will not uh, will not do this. Um, you know, having said that, um, you know, there is a, uh, you know, so in in both at Michelin as well as at you know various other uh, companies the world over, uh, you know, what used to be called diversity, you know, previously is now called we, we refer to it as inclusion and diversity. And so this word inclusion uh, is, you know, is, is very, very important. Um, and inclusion means uh, really making a space, uh, you know, at the table for the various uh, dimensions of, of diversity, um, you know, and the point is, you know, you can, you know, you can, you can open the door, um, you know, and, and allow people into the meeting room, uh, but unless, you know, they, but, but then you leave them to kind of, you know, fight it out to, you know, to, to make a seat at the table, you know, for themselves or to have their opinions heard, um, that there's a little bit more uh, support, I think, as, as society organizations, uh, you know, can do uh, for that, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, having the confidence, having the ability, having the, um, the, the feeling of, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, that, that you will be heard uh, is not something, unfortunately, that comes, you know, when uh, there has been a historical uh, um, uh, lower representation of, uh, let's say, women or, you know, or certain other uh, minorities, uh, let's say, in the in the tech community and i think the, the you know and any uh, first of all so proactive uh, ways you know to uh, to give to support uh, to support young girls uh, or women who have the inclination you know who have an interest uh, to begin with in in software in coding in technology you know giving them that extra um, extra warm welcome i would say uh, you know i think is is something we should definitely do um, <clears throat> whether it is you know with women as tech managers tech leaders or it is uh, you know young girls so that i think you know would go a long way great and the second question is coming from benjamin 23 years from toulouse and he asked it I'm super interested about how AI can help organization build a better future for our planet and the young generation like me when it comes to sustainability. So far, the progress is very slow. Any thought on concrete examples where AI can accelerate the progress, whether in your industry or others? 
Yes, it's. The, I mean, this is a this is a really really uh, you know great uh, great question. Um, you know, uh, and, and it's lovely to see you know young people interested in answering for it and impatient. Uh, you know, for answers. Um, so uh, Michelin has, uh, you know, we've set out, a, um, you know, a, a, a goal for uh, for all sustainable, uh, you know, for ourselves. And, and a big part of it is our research into into materials, uh, which for which AI is already used, uh, you know, extensively, you know, within uh, Michelin uh, today. Um, Michelin, uh, AI has, and, and not just as Michelin, uh, not just at Michelin, but in other uh, materials industries and semiconductor industries, uh, you know, in various industries where there is a, uh, you know, where the, there is an urge to build uh, sustainably, uh, you know, to make products are, are, that we use every day more sustainable, um, AI can help in, in, the, in, in design, it can make the design process and research and development process, uh, you know, more, uh, um, uh, it, it can make it, it can accelerate it uh, by, let's say, helping us to test and validate, uh, for example, in semiconductor industry, you know, test and validate uh, very quickly, um, you know, a potential new chip designs, uh, all of these things, as well as you know, similarly new material designs, new molecules, all of these are part of that entire area where again, you know, where, where there is a movement to be sustainability, you know, it can be accelerated uh, with the help of uh, help of AI. Uh, you know, in addition, in addition to this, uh, you know, there is there are um, uh, of course the places where uh, you know AI can help to uh, to measure you know the rate of change that we have that we're, that we are having, you know, to uh, in various parts. Of, uh, you know, climate change and so on, or areas where you know our environment is being impacted. Uh, you know, and we can understand. You know, what is what is causing those? What we predicted to where we are? You know, what are the root factors that are you know driving uh, these kind of movements? And then set about uh, ways to, in fact, uh, you know, uh, stem some of these uh, uh, progressions that we want to that we really want to control. Um, those are the couple of examples. You know, I could think of. Um, um, you know, we we of course uh, you know are looking into you know using AI to uh, you know to be to be able to manage our own uh, um, you know even the, uh, footprint from a technology perspective as well um, very good point uh, Ombika and if I can just uh, complete that uh, what I like saying every day uh, when when it comes to sustainability and technology both of them that we have a lot of use cases where we can uh, build on both of them at the same time on productivity and efficiency and on yes. sustainability even yes. on growth, business and on sustainability so let's try to find those use cases right to show them that we can improve both the business uh, growth and the productivity but also we can achieve the sustainability at the same time and i think from industry from one industry to another there's a lot couple of examples that we can jump on and show the potential and the outcomes both of them in this context Absolutely. You know, again, as I said before, it's a matter of choice. Um, you know, it's a matter of choice of, you know, where we choose to spend, uh, you know, our compute power, uh, we choose to spend our brain power, um, you know, and there are lovely programs like, uh, you know, like MIT Solve, um, which, uh, which are, you know, which is a program that, uh, you know, helps to find and reward, uh, um, um, you know, uh, small, small companies, ideas, uh, you know, technologies uh, at the, at the just, just past, uh, you know, proving phase, which are looking to make a social impact uh, through the use of technologies like AI, and they have a 
special stream of our AI around that. And the ideas that are coming out of there, and it's it's really from all over the world, you know, just, you know, with programs like that, you know, really give that kind of encouragement uh, for, for us to make more uh, informed, intelligent choices around where we want to use AI overall. Very good. Uh, one of the last topics, uh, it's about sustainable future. So let's let's stay on sustainability. So as an international speaker, AI leader and executive uh, technologist, Obika, uh, we would like to learn more about your vision of the sustainable future in an exponential technology era that we are building today. So how look the future of work? And if you have like three uh, skills, that you find that they is very uh, are very valuable for this decade. What will be those skills? I think uh, the first and foremost is, uh, uh, you know, the, the first and foremost skill is uh, social consciousness. Uh, you know, so the to the uh, the understanding, the empathy that is required to understand, you know, various uh, perspectives, uh, to be able to understand where we are headed as a society, the uh, with an uh, with an awareness and an understanding of, uh, you know, things like, uh, you know, sustainable uh, how sustainability challenges that we are facing uh, on on that part of it. So in general, a consciousness. Uh, you know, around uh, these kind of issues, I think this brings an additional. Uh, you know, th these this thought process is is uh, being valued. Uh, you know, more and more, and I see it as absolutely key. You know, for us to build a, a better future. You know, for all of us. Number one. Um, the second skill I would uh, I would I would say is you know the ability to be you know to be cross functional, and this is particularly for the technology folks. You know, to as I said before, the ability to you know to um, um, uh, to be able to explain, to be able to relate, uh, you know, what is a technology uh, offering or an outcome uh, and translate that into what it means for a business to be able to bring uh, business folks uh, on board. I think, you know, that that would be the would be the second skill. Um, and, you know, from a from a future of work perspective, you know, there is a lot of uh, uh, worry, I would say, uh, you know, around, uh, you know, how AI is, let's say, 50 years, uh, you know, uh, going to change, you know, the place that we work and uh, you know in response to this you know I always uh, refer back uh, you know to you know when at the time of the industrial revolution you know there was a there was a movement by these folks called the Luddites and they said oh you know the, all these machines you know they're going to take away all our jobs and you know we're going to have this terrible life afterwards and no you know respect for humans and so on and so forth and of course you know we, we know where that went and how that evolved and in fact that happens every time that there is a significant um, you know, change uh, technologically, uh, you know, in the history of mankind. And I do believe that AI is in fact, uh, we are in the process, we are in that magical moment of AI bringing uh, such a change. But again, uh, you know, what this change essentially does is, and again, if we make the right choices as a community, as an AI practitioner community, as an AI leader community, as an AI, um, you know, as a, <clears throat> as a technology community overall, um, is that it will allow the uh, you know, allow, uh, allow folks to actually engage in, you know, to be more productive in the jobs that they are in today, uh, to derive more satisfaction from them, to find, you know, that a higher level of engagement, you know, with the work that they already do, uh, you know, by making it more meaningful, by making it more explainable, by taking away maybe some of the tedious, uh, tedious tasks, but allowing them, you know, to use what makes us human more, uh, you know, which is our ability to, which and which is not 
applicable uh, you know which is our ability to you know to connect ideas together to connect people together you know which is the ability to deeply empathize you know to to give build things out of that empathy i think uh, you know these kind of things uh, this is what you know future of work uh, really will be that uh, you know ai will enable and at mission and we are very clear that uh, you know at the end of the day you know there is a there is a human that is uh, uh, you know the, the job of ai is to augment uh, you know the the ability of humans um, and to really help our uh, you know our, our folks be able to be more uh, satisfied be more engaged uh, you know in the in the tasks that they have to take so that's what and it, uh, it what's a lovely uh, quite conclusion but uh, if if i can add one point uh, on vika that today ai is uh, is uh, is is mainly working on the historical data right to to predict to prevent and to and to propose the right let's say action let's say at least to propose but the point is ai is not creating or inventing so far at least for now so this is where we need to empower more human uh, in order to be aware about the different aspect about uh, about the trusted ai about um, about the fact that they are the source of invention right and creation and technology is here to help them to augment them right but it's not here to replace people because at the end of the day one of my wish will be to work at least three days right and to yeah. make all people in the company very uh, like uh, insightful when it comes to live in their community, get involved with the, the company, community, society, yeah. family, you know, and, that, and and also create productivity and efficiency in their company. So if you can yeah. achieve this target, right, it will be only by technology, right? So the point yeah. is to find this right elements Yes. And to amplify the right point as well. And at the end yes. of the day, we are here to amplify the human potential, right? So yes. this is the main point. So if, if I can finish this lovely discussion with one question that is always asked by our audience, yes. they are curious to know your biggest achievement so far. And also, <laughs> what's your next dream? They, they love making, uh, you know, some projection. So they want to know what uh, what is your next dream that you would love achieve one day, and hopefully soon. Yeah, uh, I think, uh, you know, if you ask me as a person, uh, my, my biggest achievement is, uh, you know, that uh, I am, uh, you know, friends uh, with my children. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, even after Good. two and a half years of lockdown as a parent, you know, we, <laughs> through the, you know, we are still friends and, you know, we love to spend time together. For me as a person, this is my, my biggest uh, achievement, uh, you know, as, as because, uh, you know, so that's, uh, that's for me the biggest one. Um, I think uh, on, on my work and on my, you know, the, the, the uh, you know, the work that I'm passionate about, without a question, you know, my biggest achievement has been, um, you know, being able to uh, mentor and uh, um, and uh, grow the the uh, the passion, the skills, and the careers of many many young people. You know that I have had the privilege to work with. Uh, you know over the years, and this has genuinely been the privilege of my career. Um, you know because uh, when I started, uh, there was not any. Uh, you know, there was no clear path uh, for somebody who, who, who uh, like me, who was, uh, you know, interested in mathematics, but at the same time, you know, loved working with people. It was mm -hmm. not clear 
do. But you know, through the course of my career, I've been able to uh, you know work with and meet many young people uh, like this and really. Uh, you know, set them, I would hope, on a path uh, that is satisfying to them, uh, you know, that where their passion matches uh, the work that they do and, you know, where they're able to truly contribute, uh, you know, to the productivity of the companies they are in. I would say this has been, uh, without a question, you know, the greatest achievement of my career. <laughs> you know, very good because when people think that when I work, I'm working on AI with this passion and data and AI with this passion, think that I am more passionate about technology. But I still, I, I keep saying for years that my passion at the beginning started by technology, right? Yes, but, yes. But through the journey and very quick, I understand that it's more about people and a human. Yes. Again. Yes. And technology brings to us this ability to make people shine, right? So this is yes. why I love this part of technology. It's mainly because yes. it's putting people and making them shine, get inspired, invent, yes. create, you know, and put this big asset that we have today as a human yes. uh, in, in, in front of our businesses, right? And, and company yes. and society as well. So this is the main point. Thank you very much uh, to be with us on Bika today. It was a great pleasure and I'm, I'm waiting for a couple other discussion, hopefully soon. Thank you so much, Lobna. As always, lovely, lovely to, to talk with you. Uh, and you told me that it would be more of a, you know, informal chat. I loved all the questions. Lovely, love the questions uh, from the audience. Uh, so yes, lovely, lovely to be part of this series. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care. With hundreds of thousands of listeners and readers from more than 75 countries, we are grateful to our supporters, mentors, executive advisors, and contributors who are committed to educate citizens about trust technology and AI opportunity in times of exponential technology. Thank you for all of you. Thank you for our guests for, from tech company and more who are sharing experience, thought, and vision about the sustainable future.